This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's a massacre. It's a massacre. Calm down, it's only a commercial. A commercial? What for? The St Valentine's Day Massacre. It's a party night being held at Salhurst Park. A party night? Yes, there's a bar, a disco and live entertainment throughout the evening. All for £15. That sounds great. When is it? It's on Friday the 15th of February. Ah, right after Valentine's Day. I get it. Who's it for? Palace supporters, you fool. Partners, family, all are welcome. I'm going. Where can I buy tickets? You can buy them online from www.studycentercpfc.org.uk or you can send a cheque to Salas Park marked for the attention of the CPFC Study Centre. So, no massacre then? No. No massacre. At least not until we batter Middlesbrough the following day. Live commentary. Game switch. Let me back now. Oh, he's played a loose pass. And Sakaja will get there. Oh, Blackman's come right out of the area and flattered. Sakaja. And it's gone free. And the keeper's right out of the area. And it's a goal for Paris. What a great finish. Live interviews. An Arden football watcher, it was clear in my mind that we had like a bunch of new guys. And we'd lost, a, 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 you know, big name, big players for us. Scannell, Klein, Ambrose. It, we, we were never going to just come out the block swinging, were we? You know what I mean? Expert analysis. A surprise draw at the end there, Mark. A surprise to no one more than me. Completely didn't realise we'd scored a second goal. Well, most of the time anyway. Homesdale Radio. Whether you're listening live or to the podcast, call us now to air your opinion. 0203 4755 That's 0203 4755 Well, good evening and welcome to Homesdale Radio. Uh, this is your host for the evening, John Burgess, and I'm joined by Chris Hambling. Hello, Chris. Hello. And Ben Nagel. Hello, Ben. You're in the contact hub for us today, yes? Sure am, yeah. I'll be getting some tweets One, out tonight. That's what we want to hear, so make sure you get all your tweets into Ben at Hull Radio. Um, you can listen online through uh, net. Uh, you can email us, radio at homesdale.net. You can call into the show, uh, 0203 and you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash radio. 
and Facebook, facebook.com forward slash horror radio. Well, gents, how, how, how's, it, how's it all doing? Yeah, it's all, right, it's all right, John. It's a bit weird for me being a co-presenter to you today. I've got to say, this is some bizarre role reversal. And uh, yeah, but I'm very excited. Obviously, we didn't have a game today, but we have quite the show coming up for you. Um, first of all, before that, I just want to talk about a charity event that's going on between us here at Whole Radio and the guys over at Five Year Plan Fanzine. Uh, we're having a seven-a-side match on the 7th or February in aid of the Jeff Thomas Foundation. And you can win a signed shirt. Um, all you have to do is, and you can donate online at www.wholeradio.net forward slash charity. So uh, make sure you try and get there. We're trying to get up to £250 for a really good cause, and obviously we want to try and exceed that. So I say get all your tweets and everything into Ben. He's going to be keeping us up to date with all that. But without any further ado, I'm happy to say welcome to Steve Harris on the show. Good, e- good evening, Steve. Or good, good day. Good day. Good morning. <laughs> obviously Steve you're over in Australia at the I moment am. and uh, enjoying the uh, you said bank holiday over there at the moment yes yes it is today I think because Australia day was fell on a Saturday so they get a bank holiday today well, that's mm. terrible we should have Australia day over here it's pouring with <laughs> rain by the way they haven't they haven't seen a drop of rain since November until I arrived yesterday <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, that's brilliant. That's not, that's not even metaphorically, is it, either? So, um, Steve, obviously, we've got you in the show. It's been a really busy week for you guys. I mean, I know towards the end of it, you were obviously going to Australia, and Steve Brown, I think, took over at the table. But we've seen the, uh, well, the, the, the sale of Wilfred Zahar this week. Um, can you explain how that sort of, when that sort of started coming about and things? I love that bit, though. I love those kind of little myths that fans there's this mythological table that we all sit at to do a transfer deal and you have to stay there for a certain amount of time and if one goes, somebody... It's not like a poker game. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, we managed it fine, you know, from here, most of it. And Phil does the kind of detail on the contract. Um, but, yeah, it was, it, was good. it was quite straightforward, really. And, uh, you know, the thinking behind it was probably twofold. We got an offer from Manchester United. Um, it wasn't enough. I had a conversation with them and very civilised um, chat. Told them kind of what our terms were, what we would be prepared to do. They pretty much met those terms. You know, there was no messing around. We didn't start high. So that we just said, look, this is what it is. Um and and they came up with that, and then at that point we felt it was a, a really good option for the player, for the club, for everybody. And I think what one thing that hasn't really come out that that people need to realise, you know, if 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 a, a Manchester United come up with you know what is the right amount of money for a player with the right deal where he can stay with us till the end of the season and all those kind of bits that we wanted, it's really 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 tough to tell the kid he can't go. <laughs> you know, I mean these opportunities do come up once in a lifetime you know I've seen a lot of people say why would we do it now why wouldn't we wait till the summer well say that deal's not there in the summer for whatever reason you know and and, and the player loses his chance and ends up going to a you know a different club and it takes him a, a lot longer to get there you know it, it, it's the third biggest club by turnover in the world arguably the biggest club in the world and you know, obviously the money that we get is important, and and you know, but we have to accept that that's not where we are right now. And and I'm very proud that we've produced a player that that is is capable of going there. That was one of the things that 
I was fed up with as a Palace fan before I got involved, you know, through whatever problems that we had, we always ended up with our top talent, you know, not going to the right places at the right time. That's why we gave, we'll, uh, you know, the young players, we give them long contracts because it means that we're in control of their destiny. And I think what they need to know is that we don't abuse that. You know, we've got a duty of care to them as players and, and we make sure we develop them. And if there's something that is massively better for them, as long as they've given us the service that we feel they should. And I think we'll, by the time we'll go, barring any, you know, problems with, with injuries or, or, or niggles or anything he played over 150 games now I don't think I don't think there are many I mean you've got to go back to Kenny Sansom I think to find a you know a academy grad that's played that kind of number of games um, so we've had really good service out of him you know we've developed him he's now at a point where you know the biggest clubs in the world are after him and I think you know we, we vowed that we would keep him at least at the end of the season um, and I also think to be honest you know, it was just getting everybody down, and I think it was getting the player down. You know, you've got to remember that every time the player's playing, Tottenham are in the stands, Arsenal in the stands. You know, he knows people are watching him. You know, people said those performances dipped. I actually know he was trying too hard. Yeah. You know, he's he's trying too hard. You know, and it's not like he, he, he doesn't. You know, he cares about our club. He cares about. You know, his career, he cares about all those things. And every time he steps on a football pitch, he still loves playing. You know, you can see that. So, you know, I think all round, it's, it's, a, it's a reasonable deal. What I would say, is there a bit of me that gutted? Of course there is. Absolutely gutted. You know, because I love watching the kid. You know, and I love watching him in a crystal picture. So, it's like, you know, it, 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 of course there's a sense of loss. You know, that, 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 that you know... We're, we're where we are as a club and it makes me angry really that, that we're not where we want to be and that we can't keep you know people like that realistically you know for longer so oh. that's we've got to work on to say on on that topic really because obviously the, most of the uh, the question and answers around this will be centered around what people have kind of got their nose put out of joint by and although the majority of people have acknowledged it's a great deal for the club and you know it's kind of an ne- inevitable thing that would happen maybe it came along quicker than we'd wanted all that sort of stuff but uh, on the subject of saying no obviously early on in the season it, there was a, there was chat that obviously we got him on this long contract you know we're pushing for the premiership all that sort of stuff so that's what's in people's minds what You've, you've talked about the fact that it had been affecting Wilf. If you'd have just said, no, we'll look at it in the summer, sorry, Wilf, what do you think the, the overall effect would have been? And did you take any advice from Ian Holloway on that at all? Sorry, just say that bit again. I mean, it broke up just a little bit on what, what about the summer? Yeah, sorry. I was, uh, the question basically is, um, would, what would have been the effect on Wilf, do you believe, if you'd have said, no, uh, we're not going to look at any deals until the summer at all? And did you take any advice on, from Ian Holloway on on event of on you know on basically conceding the point and getting into a discussion? Um, take it, you know we talked to everybody about it, and obviously the manager's got a big big input because he's with the player every day, right? So he knows mm. you know the mood of the player and, and all that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean I think that that was a big factor. You know, I, I just felt we know he's going to go in the summer. What 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 is what action can we take to make him the most focused that he could possibly be on helping us get promoted? Mm. What, what you know, and that was another major factor for me. Um, you know, how he would have been 
if we'd knowing we turned down a bid from you know perfectly reasonable bid from Manchester United Football Club, what 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 effect would that have had on the lad? You know, I mean, he's a good kid, but you know, it, it, these things affect all of us, don't they? You know, so I'm hoping now that you know all of that's gone. It's all fixed up for the summer. Um. I mean, interestingly, I'll give you a little bit of insight. It, what, what we were offered was a binding agreement to buy in the summer, which we were a lot more, we were a lot happier with. Unfortunately, the league wouldn't let us do it, which is it's a bit niggly because the, the league wouldn't let us do it because they said it, it, Manchester United or another club would would have control over a player that was playing for Crystal Palace that was still signed to Crystal Palace. Well, if they sign him and lend him back to us, then they've got some contra- more control, surely, you know. Yeah. Uh, and also, Man United had done this before in the Premier League, Premier League to Premier League. So I don't know. Go at the Football League, you know, got a difficult job to do. But it just seems a little bit, just seems a little bit, you know. Yeah, so we, we couldn't do it like that. So, so it became a sad and a loan back. But you know, with some real stipulations in the contract that, in principle, this is a binding agreement to buy the player in the summer. That's the principle of the deal, you know, really. So. Um, he's very much a Palace player between now and July. Manchester United have honoured everything they said they would about, you know, they've made very little comment, you know, a little bit of comment about the player, looking forward to having him in July. Um, Sir Eric Ferguson has said absolutely, as you would expect, all the right things to the player about what his commitment should be between now and, and, and July. The player has said all the right things about that and hopefully everybody's heads in the right place. Fans, management, owners, you know, and the player, and and we can get you know get on with things and life down at the training ground can sort of get back to normal. Yeah, I think that you know, you know, me personally, obviously, in an ideal world, I think this sort of thing would have been looked at in the summer, but you can't or just you can't wait around. Things will move, you know, whether you, whether you like it or not. But is there, you know, if if we got promoted like like we hope we will this year, is there going to be some sort of uh, you know part of you that thinks he should he should have stayed stayed with us next season? So I reckon he's going to, he would get a lot more game time with us than necessarily will with Man United next season. Um, of course, I wish he'd stay with us. You know, we did we did broach that. You know, but it's Man United. I think if it was more or less anybody else, but the sort of top two clubs, I think it, you know we, we we could have hung on to him. But I think once you've got those kind of clubs involved, and for the record, I think he'll play. I, I think he'll play. I think if you look at, you know, particularly their right-hand side, you know, it's not for me to say, but, you know, I, I know who I'd pick. I think he'll rip that division to pieces, personally. That's, I, I think he will get game time there. I think he's that good. Um, I know there's a lot of consternation. You know, people have all got their opinions. You, you, you have a look around and try and find somebody to replace him. You sit like we do for hours watching scouting videos. And try and find anybody that can do anything like he can do. You know, it's it's it, then you realise what a talent the kid is. You know, well, absolutely. I mean, obviously, we see it week in, week out, don't we, Steve? I mean, yeah, but you, know, you also watch, see, you watch week in, week out. You also see the things he doesn't do sometimes. You know, no player. You know, Messi has bad games. You know, it, 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 or, or or games where it doesn't work for him. You know, it, it's and and he's a young kid. You know, he's just twenty. But I think. In some games this season, I think like the first half against Stoke at Sellers Park, he was actually less spectacular 
but more effective. You know, his decision-making of when to go past people, when to play through balls. And you actually saw in Australia that strange phenomenon where you get a little bit more space. Premier League sides are not going to double up on him as much because they're Absolutely. going to be wanting to play their own game. Right? They're used to playing talented players every week. And he'll get more space. And I think he'll do more damage, you know, and, and, and that club is the best club in the world for developing that kind of talent. I mean, I, I think the other thing is, for me, Wolf is very much a Man United in that mould of what they, you know, you know, he's not really, you give it to me, I'll give it back to you, kind of Arsenal type player, is he? You know, he's more, he's, he, he's more direct and, you know, if he could, he's, he's more in the Nani, Ronaldo kind of mould, not saying he's that good yet, you know, but he, he's more in that mould and, I think, you know, they can make him as good as that. And for us to stand in, in the way of that right now, where we are right now, I think it's difficult. Is it fair to say, Steve? I mean, I, I totally agree with all of that. I, I do think, obviously, there's a potentially there's a place for him out wide at Man United. I completely concur because, I mean, obviously, the talk has been that Nani might well be leaving um, and he's not been up to it. Valencia's had injury problems. You know, I think there's an, ob- an obvious space there. But is it fair to say that because it was Man United that there has there was a change of, of, of attitude? Because I'm, I'm going back really to the... Um, to the points that people have make, been making on the message boards and what have you that are negatives, and I hate to keep doing it because I, you know, I kind of agree that the, the deal was best, but I've got to address these. And, and what it was, it was that the people were suggesting that your comments, not just your comments, I think uh, comments from CPFC 2010 and and potentially the player himself as well, it kind of the approach changed during the course of the season, if you like. Um, and whether you know, was it form and potentially the fact it was Man United that, that did change your mind? Or do you think you you stuck to your guns? Well, I said he would go in the summer. You know, I, I didn't think we would do a deal in January. Mm. I thought that, you know, it, we, 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 I mean, it's a strange deal, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I it, 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 it is a strange deal. You know, it's, it's, it, it's odd. I mean, most of the other clubs really sort of really interested in... in, in you know, they would want to either take him and keep him now in January, which wasn't acceptable to us, or, or they they want you know they wanted to just wait to the summer. So I don't. I, I I was consistent in everything I said, which was it's going to be really difficult to hold on to him come the summer. Mm. And and I think he's, you know that's probably the point at which we're going to have to look at him going. And that that you know, in a way becomes a sort of commitment to the player, doesn't it? And the player's representatives, I mean, they hear that, you know? So yeah. that when they come to you and they say, right, we've got this deal where it's, you know, definite that he can go, it, you know, it's all done for the summer, it's all tied up. And, you know, you, you've got to deal with the situation as it occurs, you know, the noise and the, and the furor. And the, I mean, I couldn't ask, pick my phone up without, it, you know, a journalist with more rumour and, you know... And it's you know you feel it is maybe starting to affect the player, and it's starting to affect the training ground possibly. You know it's just you know it's, all you get asked about, all Ian gets asked about every time he steps up to a microphone is will, you know the, the other players at the training ground you know that are playing great for this club. You know it's just debilitating everywhere they go. They get asked, um, so you think okay, well there's a deal on the table that stops all that. The player still doesn't go to the summer. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's exactly what we said in terms of the money. You know, I set a price target, um, and we could get that. You know, nobody knows what the exact terms of the deal are. 
that, that are writing about it. I do, mm. you know, and, and we could get that, you know, it's a bit of a long shot, but it's possible with, with the terms of the deal. Um, so it's a transfer record for the club. Do I think we could have got more? Of course, you can always get more. You know, I mean, at various different times, there have been people running Premier League clubs that have, you know, have paid more, I think, for players, maybe from the Premier League. But I think, you know, we and, and with the new money, I think the transfer fees will go up and, and maybe we'll look back and I'll think, you know, could have got more there maybe. You know, I don't. I don't do these things and, and just think that everything I do is right. You know, we just do the best that we can do as we go along for the football club. And I do feel that I honoured the things that I, I said to everybody. You know, if people are going to, you know, if people are saying that, okay, you lied because you didn't get exactly on day one the amount that you that you said that you would get, I think that's a bit, you know, I think yeah. it would be People are being selective in what they in what they quote when they criticise as well. I felt, I mean, you know, obviously I'm not massively delighted to see the back of Wilf in any way more uh, any way that you are. Uh, you know, he's a fantastic player, and I you know enjoy paying to watch him. But by the same token, you know, I do think that when you look at everything that people are quoting, if you look at the entire quote, you've been very uh, you know upfront about the fact that you can't stop him leaving if a massive bid comes in and that you'd be stupid not to consider every bid but there, but there we go people hopefully we've we've covered that and people wanted us to ask it and, and hopefully we have done um you know well, listen i'm happy to i mean if people want to go into specific you know you said this and you have done it i've yet to see something where where i really feel like you know i was careful when i was saying those things you know at the time as well you've got to remember that that you know we had a couple of very opportunistic bids from people that were, yeah. were in, in my view were derisory you know and, and you know I was kind of publicly responding to those and, and, and saying to people look don't even you know don't bring us up unless you're talking about you know these kind of numbers um, and I think actually that you know that part of it works for us as a club and you know I think we, we do need to be proud of the fact that you know the boys you know I get tremendous on these things, I get tremendous backing from the lads, you know, Martin and Stephen and, and Jeremy. You know, there's no there's no pressure on us to sell, you know, but we, we do the right thing that we think for the club and, and the players as, as we go along. And I can't stress enough what, how the play, what the player wants has to come into it. Yeah. You know, it's so important as well for our academy that we show parents the route to glory, if you like, you know, um, and, 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 you know, I'm really proud of the fact that Ela played 150 games for our club. And these will be the kind of things that we'll be sitting down and talking to parents about and saying to them, look, you know, when the time is right, and that's not sometimes when you think the time's right, because we've got, you know, within our club, we've got more experience on these things than, than, than you have. You know, we, we, we will look after the kid. And we will make sure that he fulfills his potential, hopefully with Crystal Palace. If we're not in a position to do that at that point and the right clubs come in and it's the, as long as it's the right deal for us, we'll make it happen. And I think that that's so important that, you know, the academy have, have, have got that. So, Steve, I mean, as you sort of mentioned 
uh, a lot of people have been very critical of you openly and to you about the things that you've said. I mean, how, as an owner, do you deal with that? You know, because there, there are people saying you shouldn't get involved because you, you're the chairman. But at the same time, like any other person, you've got a right to defend your own integrity. You know, uh, but I mean, you know, a lot of people say you shouldn't be, you should be on the uh, social media and on the message boards. I mean, it seems like an impossible situation. Well, you see, I saw these things build to a crescendo with Simon, you know. I, sh- I saw it all go unchallenged with Simon. And, um, you know, and then there was a kind of almost a campaign against him, wasn't there, To you know, really, mm. which is pretty unfair. And the bloke lost, you know, like 27 million quid, you know, into a football club. <clears throat> um, so... I don't know. What's the right or wrong thing to do every day? The problem is it's all so exposed now, isn't it? You know, it's all so raw. I think generally it's hugely positive because we get to not be involved in that, you know, to not listen to your customers and your fans. Um, it, it would be wrong. I think it's just separating out the people that either are just so thick they don't really understand, you know, any of the issues or are literally just trying to bait you, you know. And, and yeah. you, don't know, you don't know who they are. Let's face it. You know, you go on Twitter. Somebody's called Palace this or Palace that. They could be a. They could be anything, couldn't they? You know, they. Mm-hmm. As I, I was saying to you before we come on, you know, they know who I am. You know, I'm upfront and transparent about who I am. None of these people are. You know. And, you know, I shouldn't probably get into it sometimes with some of them, but it's difficult when you're being called a liar. You know, and, you, and, well, see, and the problem is everyone's got everyone's got a soapbox. So sort of, everyone's got a voice now with this thing, like this media age. I mean, before, like say twenty years ago, you know, just what people said in the pubs or whatever. But now everyone can spout to everyone in the world, really, can't they? Yeah, and I everybody think- will take everything you say. You know, I mean, we just try and be. We really do try and be upfront and honest with the fans, and I think we've got to be careful. I think you know there were some comments on. The Homesdale this week that I was reading. I think they're fair enough. You know, you've got you're, people are right. You know, I've got to maintain some decorum. I mean, sometimes I get into it and I think I'm just bantering with somebody, and, and obviously maybe it doesn't come across like that. And you know, you have got to have a certain decorum. As, as you know, I carry. I am the chairman of Crystal Palace Football Club. Crystal Palace Football Club is not a laughing matter to me. You know, it's a it's a it's a serious pursuit to try and you know make this club better so you know I, I i need to think about what i do and i try and think about what i do and i think you know we just got to be careful with who we engage with but sometimes i feel it's it, equally it's it's a bit lily livered only to retweet the people that say nice things or only to you know engage with people that <clears throat> tell you you're great you know so sometimes i just like to ask but what do you mean what, what do you mean i lied tell me how you think i lied you know and uh, i think it's how i respond probably sometimes is you know, I think I told somebody to go and be a Charlton fan or something, which seems to upset people. But <laughs> I think one of the things we were all thinking. Wasn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, okay, sort of moving on to some, well, what I consider more positive. I'm not sure you'll agree, but um, on what, what to do with the money. Um, we've had questions from people that are basically saying, you know, is it going to be, is it going to have any effect on the, um, you know, the stadium plans? Or is it just an offset against your annual losses? Or are we going to use it for transfers and you did away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery you in order now on the mcdonald's app 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. So you did touch on this, but um, obviously now people know we've sold Wilf. You know, you're going to get them sticking an extra half million on on the sort of price for the players that we're going to try and get. So uh, what, what's your feelings on, on the use of the money? I think, all, you know, all of those things. I think obviously people have to realise that the club does lose, big, you know, all of the championship clubs lose money. Um, I think that so some of it will will, will fund losses effect, effectively. Um, I mean, it's in that way. You know, you could say it's it's kind of secured the future of the club. You know, for for the next couple of years. If you remember, we said when we came in. I said when we came in that we would have two year kind of tilt to the Premier League using the yeah. academy to do it and at the end of those two year cycles we would sell a player if hopefully we had that asset remember we're underwriting that risk all the time right so we put the money in first during those two years and then hope that we could pay some of it back you know with with so this season's you know cash losses which will be about 5 million something like that you know some of those will be paid back effectively by by um, by the sale Certainly, we'll use it towards some transfers, and we'll also use it to accelerate what we want to do with the stadium. So it it will be a mixture of those things. You know, unfortunately, there will always be fans because they don't understand the the nature of the the way the money works in a in a football club. That will think that you know we now got X million quid. You know, and if we don't go and spend it all, we'll we'll have been you know living it up somewhere with the rest but mm. you know unfortunately I can never I can only sit in forums with sets of accounts explain it all to them show it all to them you know, you know if people don't understand it they don't understand it and if they want to sit there saying you're a liar you're making loads of money out of this or whatever Majetsky had it at Reading every, every chairman's got it you know absolutely that think that so but you know it, it, it will be used for the development of the of the club and you know, when we talk about funding losses, that's because we're investing in things. You know, so if if we decide not to sell Wilf last summer, when we got a lesser offer that could have funded the club this season without us having to put money in, but we instead decide that no, we'll put money in because we believe that you know asset will appreciate in value and also will help us get to the next level possibly. But we do it on the basis that that investment is, you know, that extra loan, if you like, is coming back when we do sell him. You know, those kind of things are just normal, right? And, and, and it's the fact that the owners are prepared to invest that money when they are that gets us further ahead down the road, you know, in the in the game. But we, don't, we don't make money out of those loans, right? 
you know, there's no interest on them or coupon or you know, there's there's there's, there's nothing, right? They're just they're just interest-free loans, you know, that go in and maybe sometimes come out. Um, in this case, I doubt actually any of them probably will, <laughs> and we'll just you know, we'll just use it to find some players. I'm really really keen to take a you know we we take a little bit of it and put it towards sensibly accelerating plans for the stadium. You know, using a bit of it for architects and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I've been having some really interesting chats with people about Sellhurst and, you know, various other options. So we're going to down on that a bit. I think we're still getting a lot of uh, people, pretty much every time that we, we speak to, we ask a question about the stadium and it's no different today. We, did, we you know we told everyone we're talking about the, the wealth transfer, but obviously every pretty much every other question was what's happening with the stadium and... I mean, obviously, it's something that people are really, really keen to to, to see come to fruition. So, if, uh, you got any ideas on a, a time frame of where we might be able to see what you're looking at? Well, really, the problem the problem is, honestly, mm. is I, I can't quite make my mind up what we should do. <laughs> <laughs> that you know that, that that's the honest truth, right? There's still a little bit of me that thinks we should have a run at the stadium at Crystal Palace and mm. and somebody said something to me this week about you know the the need for a solution up there and then there's a big bit of me that just thinks why are we bothering you know um, the footprint that we've got at Solos Park is just about big enough to get something decent on yeah. would be a much quicker route and then there's the questions of you know, do you start with the new main stand, join it onto the Homesdale, you know, really do up the Homesdale so that it's properly finished, you know, and it's got heating in it and electricity and all that sort of stuff that hasn't really got in a lot of places. Um, and then and then kind of carry on round or or doesn't really give you a new ground, does it, if you do that, you know, or do you go for a start with a new main stand, knock down the Homesdale as the next phase of it, put you know, put something that then fits with those kind of modern looking stadium and there's a lot of work that's that's still got to be done on that just to get to exactly what what would be the right answer for sellers um so you know we're going as fast as we can and and you know with a little bit more with a little bit of money set aside from the playing side you know we'll be able to go a little bit faster so hopefully things will accelerate now excellent um, and in terms of transfers, everyone's going to ask, so we'll ask. Um, are we close on anything? Yeah, we are. We're going to try and have a chat to Ian if he's if he's still around. Um, if he's listening, give me a ring in. Um, and we'll, <laughs> of course, he's listening. Yeah, he always listens. Uh, yeah, that, we are close. I think we're anxious. You know, that obviously we do the right things, so. We've got a bit of a we've got a few conversations on 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 what it is that we do. So, you know, hopefully this is another thing as well. With the certainty around Wilf, bear in mind that we you know we can do a bit of planning, right? You know, and we can try and get people in before he goes, and a bit of backup now, so we'll be even better off now than we would have been. You know, the, the most important thing now is to concentrate on seeing if we can go up. You know, yeah, be great. Well, as you come to that, what are your feelings on how we're doing, you know, at this point in the season? I mean, obviously two points off automatic. I mean, Cardiff are getting away a bit, but how do you think the season's gone to this point? 
I think it's, you know, obviously it's gone great. We all know it's gone great, but we need to get back on track a bit. You know, we're all aware of that, you know. Um, we had those five sort of, you know, results where we were in winning positions. And, you know, if it wasn't for those, you know, we'd be up there with Cardiff, wouldn't we? You know, running away mm-hmm. with it. So, you know, we've, we've, we've got to just get back on track. You know, the next two games, I think, are, you know, big games as they all are. And, um, but, you know, that's what everybody wants. You know, I think, if anything, you know, the group of players we've got possibly even want it too much sometimes, you know, and, and we just need to relax and play the game that we were playing sort of, you know, at the beginning of the season and and maybe try and bring one or two options in. You know, we brought a few in, as you know, we've got Jazz Richards and, and, and you know, Jacob Butterfield have come in to give us options. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, we need to get one or two more options and a, and a bit of a plan B we can play the way that we were playing and maybe the way that Ian wants to play more and I think that, that if we can mix it up a bit you know we've got a good chance Well the other pleasing thing for you as an owner must be to see sort of the likes of Hiram Berteng come on at uh, well he started up at uh, Stoke didn't he up at, and uh, see the sort of next wave of academy youngsters coming through that you know potentially could save you guys some money in the future having to sort of buy those kinds of players Well we, 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 you know listen I wouldn't have we wouldn't have got involved with the club without the academy. We don't generate enough money at the moment through other means to compete. And I think, you know, long term for this club, guys, I mean, even if we don't go up this season, as the financial fair play starts to bite, the two things we need to do, this is, this is where I think sometimes just get a main stand. Mm. Because, I mean, Ron Nodes said it in the paper the other day, right? And he, he, he's absolutely right. You know, we need to get our, our not what I call our normalised income up so that we can, you know, you, you've got to bear in mind, by the end of five years, the amount of extra money that you'll be allowed to pump in over and above what you generate as a club will be greatly reduced. So those clubs that develop their own players will have a massive advantage over those clubs that don't. Mm-hmm. And those clubs that have a bigger turnover that they generate, i.e. more fans to the turnstiles, beer at the bars, all that kind of stuff, will, will also have an advantage because they'll be able to spend more money on wages and therefore attract, you know, better players. So this is what you've got going on at the moment is a crazy kind of arms race in our division because people are trying to get there, overspend to get there because they know that, that, that that's gradually getting closed, that loophole, if you like, where you can spend what you like to try and get there. So, you know, the two, we need to carry on with our academy and, you know, I, I, congratulations to everybody that's ever owned the football club that, that's been a part of developing that. You know, and we're acutely aware of the fact that, you know, there's ev- everybody that's ever been involved in the club, you know, Mark and Simon and all these guys have invested in that area and continue to do so, what, what, what created that platform. Mm. Um, so we need the academy. And, and we also, I mean, if we built a new main stand, arguably we could get our income up, you know, by a few million quid. And, you know, so we could go from kind of like, and then just the optimism that a new stadium builds, as you, you can see with Brighton, you know, they're getting, what, 20,000, 25,000 season ticket holders, you know, it's, it, you know that, that starts to give you kind of, instead of having 13 million of income, you know, you start to get 15, 16, well, the biggest club in our division, probably Derby's and Leeds, their football revenue is about 19. When I say the biggest clubs in terms of turnover, right? Yeah. Um, and arguably history as well, to be fair to them. Um, 
you know, so we, we, that's what we need to do to make this club, you know, what we said we would do when we came in is to try and make this club long-term a sustainable, big club in this division, right? I don't want, you know, Crystal Palace to be about, you know, somebody throwing a load of money in every now and again to try and have a go. You know, I want us to be, to represent the size of club that we should be, given where we are, catchment area and all that kind of stuff. And the only way we'll do that is by carrying on with the academy and getting better facilities at, at Seller. Then more people will come. And if more people come, we've got more revenue. So they're the two things that I want to try and have built on. And I know the boys do as well by the time I depart. Which I never at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, on the academy, I'm just interested to know um, how um, Ian Holloway's getting on with it, really. Um, obviously, he would have known a bit, a fair bit about the academy before he joined, but, you know, he's probably got enough time to get his um, his teeth into the sort of the players that we've got. I can remember reading a quote from him saying that, you know, maybe it's a year before some of the, the really talented lads that are there will be ready. But just. Do you feel like maybe he's, um, you know, in terms of transfer targets and the discussions that you've had, that maybe he has actually already seen people in the, um, the academy that have, have meant that we don't need to look at certain areas? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he's 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 definitely um, he's really tuned into our academy. Ian. You know, he's, he's you can see that with Harim, you know, giving him his debut at, at Stoke and. Um, Jason Banton as well gave him his debut mm, yeah. in the yeah. first game. He's you know getting him out on loan to help develop them. I think he's you know. To be fair, managers just want good players. You know, I mean, even if even if a manager was completely, totally selfish, you know, given the budget that we work with, right? They would they would look to the academy and and try and get players out of the academy. Why, why wouldn't they? You know, because it stretches their budget, right? Unless they were brainless, you know. I mean, it, 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 I think it, it comes from the budget. You know, you kind of, you sort of do manipulate that a bit as an owner. You know, you you make managers have to look there a little bit. Um, obviously, if you came and you said, right, it's fifty million and get up, you can spend it all in one year. Mm. They probably wouldn't pay much attention to the academy, right? Because <laughs> yeah. there's nothing, you know, no, there's nothing there that's going to be as good as they could go and buy now. But Ian's also somebody that he's all about players and people, Ian. You know, that's what he's about. You know, he's about people. He's a real people person. And, and he, he I think, loves watching young people develop themselves. And, I mean, there was a really good post or, or something, or, or, or I don't know, it's an email we got. You know, our academy does a lot more than just find Will Zaha's for Man United, if you like. You know, it, yeah. it, you know there's, there's kids... You know, there's hundreds of kids in there that are enjoying physical activity rather than, you know, doing what, what, you know, the kind of other things that maybe aren't as good for them, you know, that they might be doing. It's a real, I think, important focal point for football in the in the borough, you know, because there's an ecosystem below the Crystal Palace Academy, which is about trying to get players into the Crystal Palace Academy, you know. Um, so there's a, it's a it's a really, really important part of our community as well. And and I think the thing about Ian is that's what he's all about. You know, he's all about when he's part of a club, being part of the fabric of the club and the community. That's why he goes and chats to people in the bars before the games and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So, 
I don't think we could have a manager probably that's more connected to the academy. And that's not saying that Dougie wasn't. He was as well. You know, Dougie was very much a, you know, he's going to play with the kids and to, you know, really try and work out how good they were. So, yeah, Ian's, Ian's all over it. You know, he's, he, he loves it. Fantastic. Um, there was one other question. We're going to see if we've got anything on Twitter that's, uh, that's usable. Um, never, never completely sure, but hopefully Ben will let me know in a second with that one. But I just have one, one sort of final question. It's a bit of a an open ended one. It's it's about where where you think we'll finish this season. Um, you know, obviously earlier on pushing for very much pushing for automatic. Is that still the aim, or do you think playoffs is more realistic? Well, the aim is automatic. I, you know, I don't think my Heart to take the playoffs, really. I just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a coronary, you know. Um, the playoffs is a lottery, isn't it? When you get in there, so of course you want to go for automatic. Why, why would you not? But you know, everybody is as well, you know. So you know, it's we we going to. I mean, it's a cliche, but you go just try and win every game, right? It's all we try and do, and 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 if we win every game, you know, we'll we'll go straight up. So. I don't, it's not. It's not like anybody sits and says, "Oh, let's just do the playoffs, guys." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, obviously. Yeah. It, it, let's, let's not bother. You know, let's not try and get there. Let's just, you know, we're trying to get automatic promotion. That's what we try and do. You know, you start out. Players want to win the league. You know, that's what players want to do, and they believe that they can win the league. Um, so there's a lot of twists and turns in this season. Yet, you know, right now we need to focus on us. You know, we need to focus on getting a couple of wins under our belt, you know, getting that consistency back that we had. Um, and if we can do that, you know, we'll, 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 we'll get there. Should this go to sort of a, a playoff situation, have we still got um, Wolf for that for that period as well? Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> he's a Palace player until July. So, you know, he's, he, 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 yes, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. We wouldn't, you know, it's, it's a... You know, so the principle of the deal is that he's ours till the absolutely to the end of the season. Um, so, that, no, 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 there's no danger of that. And of course, we look at that with every loan we take and all that kind of thing. You know, make sure that you know if we if we're not going to have for the playoffs, we we understand that when we take them on. You know. Okay, um, Ben, you are yes. there. There you I are. I am. Yeah. Um, anything sensible from the listeners? Yes, I have. Um, without obviously wanting to touch too much on stuff that we've already gone over, um, just quickly jumping back to the Wolf situation, Johnny Franks has tweeted in and he said, were United the only club to bid or were there more clubs kind of asking you about him? There were lots of clubs that were asking us about him, but I think once Man United put in a formal bid, they all kind of backed off. Okay, so is it common knowledge when, when United put in a bid, does everybody else kind of know about that? Well, the press knew about it before I even got it. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I, I think there's there's so much noise, isn't there? I don't know. Do they know? I, I'm sure, you know, the agents are talking to the clubs. You know, that's the way it works. There's yeah. nothing you can do to stop that. You know, the clubs call the agent. The agent talks to the clubs. I, you know, I, I know this sounds odd, but a lot of it, guys, I'm as in the dark as you. I see so many stories that are wrong. And then there are some stories that are so frighteningly accurate. You're where did they get that from? You know, and there's but there's probably ninety percent of them are wrong. But it, it, I don't know. Sometimes is it you know, it's, it, 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 
if people type enough words, eventually they'll get it right, or do they? Uh, who knows? I mean, I can only deal with what I get right and what I get told. So, you know, we got a bid from Manchester United. I started discussions with them, very civilized and sensible. We said what it would take for us to do the deal now, what our terms were, and, and they agreed. And, and I think once once the agent knew that Man United were involved, maybe he put the others off. I don't know. You, you know, you probably have to ask him. Get the agent on here. Ask him. <laughs> right, a couple more questions. Um, just, I don't know if you're allowed to answer this, but is there a percentage sell-on clause in in that deal? There is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then two that, more recent ones. No, go, yeah, go on. Could potentially get to our twenty million. Ah, so that that that's my kind of, you know, it's it's possible if he went for you know big money from Man United that we that we could end up with twenty million. I mean, those sell-ons are so vital to our club. I mean, we've had this year. I mean, we've had five million quid's worth of incoming transfer fees this year. We've spent about. I think um, nearly two million the other way, yeah. And you know, some of those are obviously Nathaniel and Scannell and people that we sold this year. Some of them are, are Victor, for example. Yeah. Going so, I mean, all in all, you know, the cash loss for the club this year. If you didn't have the transfer fees coming in, would have been about ten million quid. Oh. So, you know, we need. All those residual fees are the kind of lifeblood of our club. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, I don't know if it's true, but you know, that was there was a bit of a sticking point because we always get a decent sell on. It's an absolute principle for us because um, it's what kind of makes you feel a bit better if when they you know if they sell into more money, you, you feel a bit better about it. So um, yeah, we've, we've we've definitely got one in there. Okay, uh, two more really. Uh, Steve Burris said uh, how many signings ideally do you want to get in before Thursday do you have a number for us uh, uh, no not really two I think two or three maybe two permanent I don't know we, we, it depends if the de- you know we do things if the deals are right you know okay. if the deals are right for this club you know you said about people know you've got a bit of money I don't care we'll pay what we think we should pay mm. you know so that they can think that we're going to pay more we're not you know we'll pay what we think we should pay for a player and, and if we can't get the right deal we won't do it okay and final question completely unrelated from Michael um, he's talking about Brighton tickets obviously last year there was a, a way of distributing them about who'd been to the first three away games do you know how they're going to be distributed this year Stephen that's one for Mr Brower isn't it okay. the ticket master he does all that stuff <laughs> um, I'm sure I'm sure that, that I don't know I don't know you'd have to ask him it's a good question the ticket meister, I love it. Well, <laughs> Steve, thanks so much for your time. Obviously, uh, all the way around the other side of the world. Enjoy the rest of the uh, Australia Day bank holiday over there. And uh, are you back in time for the uh, the home game at the weekend? Yes, yes. Back back for Charlton. We're going to miss Huddersfield, um, but back for Charlton. So I think Huddersfield might be the first game I've missed. Oh no, I missed the Bolton game as well. I was racing, but I watched it. I got a feed, so I'll see if I can get a feed to watch the Huddersfield game. Wonderful stuff. I'll say thanks so much for coming on the show and clearing up a lot of, you know, uh, rumour and conjecture about the Zaha deal and everything else to do with Palace. Pleasure. Anytime. Thanks, guys. Lot, I always like to do, you know, I was going to do one thing on um, um, Wilf, 
and I think this is a nice way of doing it, you know, rather than Sky News and all that kind of stuff. It's only our, our fans I care about. You know, <laughs> do, do, do you know what I mean, guys? I mean, it's only, yeah. you know, the, the only important communication is to our fans. You know, I don't, really don't, I'm not really that bothered what other people don't need the information. And that, that anybody that's interested will get it from this anyway. So it's always a pleasure to come on here. And, and I love what you guys do as well. And all the people that you get on and, and, and the whole vibe of the thing, I think is fantastic. So keep up Thanks. the good work as well. Thanks a lot, Steve. It means a lot to us. Thank you. Thanks very much, Steve. Cheers. Brilliant. Cheers, boys. Cheers, bye-bye. Cheers, bye-bye. And at this point, we're going to lose um, another star. Chris, Chris Hamblin, you're, you're yeah. off. No, I am. I've you, got some work. You've got some work. A-list status, you know, you swan in for interviews and things like that, and then just swan off again. I mean, have you got the butlers you made your dinner? Well, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, look, it's your show today, John. I didn't want to outstay my welcome, but, you know, <laughs> that's how it goes. But uh, and the like, only you know, last 49 minutes. Yeah, have a good rest of show, everyone. And uh, obviously, you've got plenty to talk about with uh, obviously news and brief coming up. Then you've got loads of stuff about transfers and previewing some games. Mark's done a load of work on that, I think. So, um, yeah, uh-huh. best of luck, guys. <laughs> Cheers, Chris. Uh, catch Cheers. up with you later. See you. Bye. Well, at which point it does uh, allow me to uh, ask Mikey to try and get uh, Mark and I think got Alex White into the virtual studio here at Hull Radio. We're going to say have a look at the. Uh, the upcoming couple of games against Charlton and Huddersfield. But hopefully before that, we're going to have some news in brief. All the latest news from around Selhurst Park. This is News in Brief. Crystal Palace can confirm the signing of Jazz Richards from Swansea City on loan until the end of the season. Subject to Football League paperwork. Richards, a fullback who can also play in midfield, will take the shirt at number three, recently vacated by David Wright, and will be available for the club's next game against Huddersfield on Wednesday 30th of January. According to Sky Sports, Crystal Palace have signed former Chelsea youngster Alistair Gordon. Gordon was a member of Chelsea's youth team and also featured for the club's reserves, but decided to move on for pastures new. A number of clubs have thought to have expressed an interest in Gordon, but Palace have moved quickly to bring in the player. Versatile performer Gordon, who can play at right back, centre back and midfield, is thought to have agreed a one-year professional deal at Sellers Park. The 18-year-old has represented England at schoolboy and under-17 level. Palace have high hopes he could establish himself at Sellers Park. Crystal Palace midfielder David Wright has had his contract cancelled by mutual consent today, Friday the 25th of January, and he will now join up with John Ward's Colchester United. Wright was Palace's first signing under George Burley in 2010, and he went on to make 57 appearances as both a right-back and latterly a holding midfielder. Just 300 tickets remain for the club's away trip to Watford on Friday the 8th of February. The match will kick off at 7.45 and will be live on Sky Sports. The match is an all-ticket and... Ticket details are on the club website. News in brave, brave, brave. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 
24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.